Welcome to I Don't Want to Grow Up, the podcast where two guys who were popular enough not to get shoved in lockers, but never popular enough to actually do the shoving. Talk about how things were infinitely better when they were kids and spend an entire episode convincing themselves that they're right. I am Felix AC Slater. <laughs> I had oh, to. Oh, God. That was perfect. I'm Jordan, pristine Letterman jacket, Stratton. <laughs> pristine I like that Letterman. We, we both went with jock personas. Uh, yeah. Because it's it's the furthest thing from the truth. It's like dressing for the job that you want. <laughs> right? That's right. It's like just wearing just a Letterman jacket. Just sell it, Just man. a 90-pound Filipino kid wearing a Letterman <laughs> jacket to high school. I earned this. Hey, kids. Do you like hockey? <laughs> we don't have hockey here. I don't know why I went hockey. Imagine you playing hockey. <laughs> Come on, man. Mighty Ducks were my time. Are you kidding flying me? Flying V. Flying V. Flying V. I was, quack, I was the, quack, quack, the Asian quack, kid who was quack. good at ice skating. Yeah, yeah. You were the figure skater. But I wasn't good I at could ice skating. I could a thousand percent see you as a figure skater. <laughs> I got the thighs for it, baby. You do. Them gams. <laughs> them gams, though. <laughs> These gams don't play no games. They don't. These games is gems. So speaking of Letterman jackets and, of and figure skating and games, yeah, what are we talking about today, Tonight, Mr. Slater? Today, whenever it is you are listening to this podcast, we are talking about popularity. Popularity. How popular were you in high school? I was on the fringe of popularity. Fringe. Popularity fringe. I had popular friends. Mm. Um, and I, I felt like I was constantly just just hanging on for dear life on those coattails. Okay, so popular by association. I was people popular your, adjacent. People, <laughs> people knew your name. Yeah, people. This is like, it's like this that Jordan. I know that name, and then they would move on. <laughs> right. They would move on when they're writing out their invitations. I knew, I knew him, bro. My parents are gonna be out of town. Who should we invite? How about uh, Jordan? His name sounds no. And then no. they move on. Yeah. <laughs> Scribble but it out. Who are his friends? <laughs> I, I guess Bill and Ted are planning a party. <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent party without Jordan. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I was at, I was, I sat at that, that, that popular kid's table. Wait, 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 wait. You were at the table? I was, I was in, yeah. I mean, I was, I was. You dined with thee? I was blessed oh. to be at that table. Wow. I went up and I kissed the class ring. <laughs> Of the most popular boy's hand. What was his name? Bryce. His name was his name was Tanner. <laughs> so Bryce, <laughs> basically Bryce. What did it taste like? Just imagine the whitest jock. <laughs> that sounds weird. Imagine the whitest high school boy, like I do every day. Just oh wow, <laughs> this isn't getting better. I tried to just imagine. Stop. Let's stop the, imagining high school boys. But the fact boys. that you got to sit at the table now. Okay. It also didn't help that I was a military brat. So gaining momentum and popularity in any in any you were grade constantly for me, thrown into new pools. It was always a reset. It was yeah. always a hard reset for yeah. me. So I have to live vicariously through you, living vicariously through your popular friends. Right, and I had a weird friend group, and like, okay, so when I was growing up, my mom was an elementary school teacher. I had to have her for fifth grade social studies. What? That's allowed? Apparently. I didn't think that was allowed. I In the late think... '90s, it was, and oh. so, but but she specifically, and I think it's a great 
way to label our class. She said, you guys were the nerdy jocks. Like every, all of my friends were the ones who were, we were all, I mean, well, they were all athletic. (laughs) I was moderately athletic. See, that's the thing. In comparison, I was not at all. But when it, if you look at the entire school population, I was pretty athletic. And, but we were also all honor roll students. We were, we were all, you know, fighting for that 4.0 GPA. Like we were the, the, the book it. Yes. Book it pizza. Yeah. Book it pizza. That's Uh why I wasn't a jock. And, but we were always, you know, everyone got straight A's. Everyone, like homework was important. Like we were, <laughs> all of these students were important, but we, we were like the, we were the, the uh, college applicant golden boys. Like we were the ones, we were doing volunteer work. Like we were doing it all. Would this have been the case had your mom not been your fifth grade teacher? <laughs> I will never know. <laughs> huh. I, I wonder how much, because like, I feel like that dynamic could go either way. Wait, this is I'm this is the first I'm hearing it about is. this. Yeah, I no. want I want to delve into this I, just I did, a hair. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that that could go either way for the the kid in fifth grade. Sure. It could be like a no, it's my mom, I could get away with whatever, or a I can't get away with anything and I have to keep other kids in check. God. Okay. So going back that was a that was a tumultuous year for me for <laughs> little word. for little jordan million dollar work yeah it was i did not know that in fifth grade um but it was i i mean at the beginning of that year i was like the testing little child like oh, poking i was okay. i literally at one point i have a vivid memory of raising <laughs> my hand after my mom gave this gave this <laughs> assignment to everyone uh and i literally raised my hand and said but do we have to uh, God, so like I this little asshole of I a child. I remember as a third grader raising my hand, and then my teacher calling you on me, and me accidentally saying, "Mommy, I'm uh, <laughs> Miss Roscoe, <laughs> Miss Roscoe." But you actually could raise your hand and be like, "I was in third grade." The other third graders didn't care because they all did it accidentally too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But in fifth grade, you could actually raise your hand and say, "So, mom." Oh, <laughs> and I don't you, even. Oh, I don't. I, I think I called her mom. <laughs> Actually, I if I remember, I don't think I called her anything. I, I think I just would say, like, I would raise my hand and hey, avoid you. it. Hey, lady. Yeah. <laughs> hey, blonde lady. Authority figure. White woman. <laughs> lady in charge, as you think. <laughs> <laughs> the illusion of authority, <laughs> you would say. Yeah, so I tried to stick it to the man and show her that I wasn't going to play her games oh. very early on. But I eventually got used to it, and it was... it was Just one a, year, though. Just one year. Just one year. Just the one. Okay, but but then she was in... I get that was fifth grade, so then you moved grade. on to middle school. Beyond that... Left it behind me. Okay. In the okay. past. But she was in your elementary school for those five, four or five years? She was in there for my final... Three years of elementary and school. And so okay. I would go Third, fourth, to school fifth. with her and like hang out in her room how before much, school started. How much flack did you catch for that? None. Not Okay. It was kind of understood. And also elementary like, school. it was a very small town. And okay. so I had other friends who whose parents were uh, also teachers. They were teacher assistants. Okay. So we would go. I remember one of my best friends all through high school who was, who was a very popular kid. Um, he, his mom was a fourth grade teacher. And literally, just I, I, now looking back, I'm sure it's because our mothers just wanted to keep us busy before school started. Back in the in the 90s, they would have 
uh, papers, like local papers delivered to each like room. I don't know why they did this for like they the teachers. They delivered local papers. Local like newspapers. Like newspapers. Like okay. newspapers. And so they literally just signed us up or figured out a way to keep us busy. And we just had to walk around the entire school before school started and deliver paper. We were paper boys <laughs> in an elementary school. Okay. It's, and it was just the two of you delivering papers in the morning. Was it like a like a? But I don't oh, think anyone no, knew we... about it. We didn't talk about it. It was just something that one day our our mothers were like, "You're gonna do this." And we're like, "Okay." <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know how I would be able to deal with my mom being my fifth grade teacher. It was not easy at first. I bet I could imagine that'd be a lot more difficult. Were it middle school or high school right that's when like hormones and and oh, every all the angst that's when all coming the fun in. making would have kicked in <laughs> right. had it been those years back so, then you're just like yeah they're an authority figure yeah okay 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 we'll let it we'll let it uh we'll let it fly there carol <laughs> uh well done well done you did a good job good you're just a good boy <laughs> and speaking of good boys tonight the beer we are drinking has nothing to do with good boys but it does have to do with boys plural because it is from Evil Twin Brewing, based out of Copenhagen, Denmark, and New York. Both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the supposed story behind this brewery is that two brothers, uh, twin brothers, had a rivalry, and they started a brewery, and they they have a, a very healthy competition between the two of them. Whatever it is that they have. Between the two of them, the beers that they produce are phenomenal. Uh, before we started recording, Jordan had said the words, quote, I don't think that I've ever had a bad beer from Evil Twin Brewing. I stand by it. End quote. And I, I have to agree with him. I don't think that I've ever had a bad beer from Evil Twin. They make some damn good beers. <laughs> and so because tonight's topic is popularity, the beer that we got tonight is a double dry hop, double India pale ale brewed with raw wildflower honey. And the name of this beer is, are you guys ready for this? I don't know how to put this, but this IPA is kind of a big deal, which is perfect <laughs> for the topic of popularity because that's the mindset you have to have if you are gunning for popular kid in school it's because you're popular and you know you're popular you have to let people you have know to that you're a big deal you it's all about confidence that's something i didn't learn until so much later in life that if you if you just know if you act like you're confident mm -hmm. people will believe you i'm very confident <laughs> okay take it back not everyone will believe you <laughs> it was a sniffle wasn't it the sniffle that, that caught it me. was the light <laughs> Was the it wimpy little sniff. Was it this crepe that I'm making? <laughs> this light, cruffy macaroon? It's the floral apron you're wearing while you do it. That's what did it. Is it, it the Yanni printed on the front that gave it away? <laughs> fun, fun fact, my wife and I got my mother-in-law an apron with a screen-printed Yanni on the front because she loves Yanni. Wow. Yeah, so we made her a Yanni apron. Because that's what you do. And she wears it all the time, which makes me... <laughs> it makes me... So happy that she she wears it. We made that for her, and she loves it. And I love that she loves it. It's just it's amazing. The best gifts. It's 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 great. So you give good gifts. So you're popular with your mom. <laughs> I'm popular with my mom and my wife's mom. You know what? Those are the the most important people to be popular. Everyone with, beyond by the way. that can suck it. 
<laughs> I'm good with them, and it's fine. So, you know. so before we talk about now and who you want to be popular with, <laughs> I want to talk about who you were popular with before or were not Ooh. popular with before, and if you even cared. <sighs> I haven't thought about this stuff in a long time. It's almost painful. It's yeah. bo- it's like it's on the fr- like I was on the fringe of popularity. It's yeah. it's on the fringe of of painful to think about. Yeah, because I don't I don't like to go back here. <clears throat> I don't like to think about this. Yeah, I did not like high school. I didn't like school. School, I didn't like school. school in general like school. for me. I, I think it's funny because you use the word fringe, which is an amazing word. It's, it's a, a great show, too. <laughs> I loved Fringe. It's very fringe good. Fringe was great. <laughs> Welcome to the Fringe podcast where Jordan and Felix talk about the symbols at the end of every commercial break. Um, so fringe was a great word because you were always kind of on the outskirts but involved enough to get through. And I felt like that's how I dealt with grade school i i dealt with it enough to know like i know that i have to be here i know that i have to be present enough to get through this Mm. but this isn't everything and looking back at it now like to have that kind of foresight as an elementary middle school high school student wasn't the norm yeah most kids like the kids who who aimed for popularity and aimed for that sort of acceptance they were they were convinced that that was the end all be all of everything right and like if they weren't accepted if they weren't popular those kinds of things the rest of their life had zero meaning which is such a sad sort of thing to arrive on like i don't know it's true i and i don't i don't know we don't have i wish we had like one of those pop and coming in from the green room we have a popular kid jason get on your feet <laughs> and like i i want to talk because i'm sure that wasn't everyone who was popular but right but you, you think about the kid who peaked in high school yeah who's still in his hometown we all know his or her names like just those words that came out of jordan's mouth if you're listening to this you know exactly who it is we're talking about right you just know. So I'm sure there were some popular kids who went off to do great things or achieving their dreams. They feel more accomplished now than ever. But there's, I'm sure there are plenty of those who are trying to relive the glory days. They're still like there are kids in my high school back in Kentucky who are getting drunk with their high school buddies in a field somewhere every weekend, and they're just running off from their families and they're they're trying to they're talking about old football games. They're yeah. talking about you know living it up after prom and all these kinds of things. And it's, <laughs> It's it's kind of sad. I, I don't know. Also, if you're listening to this and you're in high school, just know there's so much more beyond <laughs> that. I feel hashtag blessed that I, I kind of saw through that thinking like this is just this weird sort of gateway that we as kids have to pass through. Mm-hmm. And what happens after this is what is going to sort of define us as as people, as as human being, I don't, I don't know. I just knew that school was this thing that was like, you got to do it. So get through it, and then you can finish. You can figure out what you're gonna do with the rest of your life. <laughs> I wish I was that insightful as a kid. <laughs> like I, I was. It probably wasn't until midway through college that I realized like this isn't everything. It also helped that we moved around a lot. That's true. It also helped that we you were kind like, of get perspective that way. You do, you do, and like um, because we moved around a lot. Whenever we'd get to a new town, I'm a Navy brat for those of you who are listening for the first time. Whenever we'd move to a new town, the people that we'd hang out with initially would be my parents' friends. True. And so I there would be a lot of adults who I'd I'd met 
doctors and musicians and lawyers and things like that, thinking like, oh, these people all have established their own lives later on in life. And so you kind of come to the conclusion of like, oh, so there's more past spelling tests and, and math quizzes and things like that. I just imagine you interviewing, like going into a home <laughs> and be like, so tell me about your 401k, Mr. Johansson. <laughs> That's not a good plan. Let me tell you about a briefcase, tiny briefcase. <laughs> your investment portfolio is lacking. It's a Ninja Turtles briefcase. <laughs> it's a lunchbox. <laughs> it is a lunchbox with tiny, with tiny, like uh, pronounced yeah. spreadsheets. It, it put it in Comic Sans because yeah, yeah. it's appropriate for my age. Of course, you love yeah. it. Normally, it'd be like, no, 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 no. I'm 10. It's fine. It's perfect for him. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Mofenowitz, or whatever your last name is. It's, is Mofenowitz even a last name? It is now. It is. Good. Good. Uh, Arthur Mofenowitz, uh, CPA. <laughs> uh, I'm just handing him tiny pieces of... Why does this sound like the perfect name for a CPA? <laughs> it's the it's perfect the, name for a it's CPA. It's the it's. It's the mefa and the it's. <laughs> Mafana and a wits is what makes a CPA. Oh. So for those of you with a mafana and a wits in your name, yeah, it's it's it just gets foretold. better after high school, but you're also going to be an accountant. So yeah, used to wearing ties, and it uh, doesn't get much better. That's what we were saying. <laughs> Wingtip shoes, you mafana witses, <laughs> got him. Uh, so I don't know. Po- popularity in high school to me wasn't necessarily something that I I hung my hat on. I do know that as a Filipino male, I was confused quite often (laughs) as a Japanese or a Chinese male, and I took gymnastics. Oh, no. So, okay, imagine this. New kid in school. Oh, no. You think he's Japanese. You think he might be Chinese. You don't know. He took gymnastics. He can do a backflip. You draw conclusions. You could do a backflip? Yeah. He can do karate. This was the most important conclusion of my childhood because no one messed with me. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Everyone has seen Karate Kid. I go out to recess. The first (laughs) thing I would do at a new school is I would do a backflip. And then kids were like, okay, don't mess with the new kid. Oh, God. He might be Chinese. He might be Japanese. We don't know because we're 10. Uh, Don't mess with him. So you would walk out. Yeah. You would every time, every day, every first day <laughs> at a new school. I imagine Felix going out. You don't know anyone yet. Yeah. You walk out on the wood chips of, of the playground. <laughs> you just walk out in this open area. You kind of look, you look over your shoulders. I got it! And then I <laughs> you like, you put your arms out. You crack your neck one side, the other side. Yeah. And then you go. <sighs> Ancestors protect me. <laughs> so it was uh, because I was in gymnastics. Yeah. It wasn't just a standing back tuck. That would come later. It would be a running start, round off, back handspring, back flip. You said so many words. I didn't. Yeah. I don't even. So know a round off is like a cartwheel. Yes. But instead of going parallel, you end with your feet facing the direction, the opposite direction you started. You're standing. Okay. Yep. And then you spring up and you back handspring, which is a back flip with your hands on the ground. How old were you? I can still do this. You can do this right now. Uh, not in this room. That's too small. We're doing this. <laughs> I'm gonna get a video and it's we're gonna put this on, on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> it's been years since I've done this. I don't know why I just said that I can still do this. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited. When right we now. go, when I take my girls to the trampoline park, yeah, I will. I can still tumble, and like all the ten year old cheerleaders and are like, no one, oh. no one at that trampoline park messes with you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that Japanese boy doing dragon kicks. <laughs> Look at him. He's he's basically Ryu from Street Fighter. <laughs> 
because I wear my my white gi and yeah. then my belt and my belt. my red my red headband, <laughs> and I yell Hadouken yeah. as I buy Slurpees for my daughter. As you do, <laughs> as any father uh, worth his salt does. But I can still like front flip, full twist. I can still back full. I can still double front. The, res- I, the, the respect I have for you <laughs> at this moment. Layers, baby. It has never been higher. Japanese and or Chinese <laughs> and or maybe Filipino layers on this side of the table. You don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm a little I'm a, I'm a little bit attracted to you right now. <laughs> yeah. I I taught my Whoa, uh, wow, what are these feelings? <laughs> I'm sweating a little bit. Is can, it hot? Can here? we hit stop for a second? Can we just hit the AC a little bit? <laughs> a little bit. Just what a little you bit get a spray bottle. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, wow. we're learning so many things <laughs> this episode. You had your mom as a fifth grade teacher. I was a karate master. <laughs> you know, same thing, same, same thing. It's the same thing. Supposedly. <laughs> That's all that mattered was that the kids thought that I was a karate master. And I, I watched my fair share. Like, it also helped that I loved old Bruce Lee movies oh, and yeah. like Jackie Chan movies. Like, and Bolo Young, like, Bolo Young was the ultimate kung fu movie villain and he was in every single one of those movies <laughs> and i loved those movies and maybe i was playing to the supposed stereotype that people thought i came from they were just entertaining to me yeah and so as a result of that my brother and i who was four years my my junior we do karate in our basement trying to like oh yeah we know karate no one, no one can did josiah know these moves too uh he could do he could do a backhand spring it wasn't pretty but he could do it I want to watch you both do simultaneous micro hands, <laughs> handsprings. Just like double Together. dragon. Yeah, yeah. And then we we touch forearms and then like a dragon <laughs> emerges in a figure eight above us. <laughs> it's dangerous. We're not allowed to be close to each other because the dragon emerges and just causes thousands Simple of dollars geometry. of damages. <laughs> We're both Hanzo mains. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, like going to different schools, it was. It was like a, a net crack and a the whistle would blow and I'd run out to the grass field and I'd get a running start, round off, back handspring, back tuck. And then the kids who would come running up and be like, oh man, I can't believe you. They became my friend group. And then I would hang out with them because they thought I knew karate and they didn't want me to mess them up. Spoiler alert, I didn't know karate. The funny thing is, is like how much has this not changed nowadays? I mean, even as adults. When like, I first met you, I did a round top back handspring back top. You did. I was like, I'm yours forever. <laughs> Don't beat me up. I swore fealty to you. <laughs> I went down on one knee with my long sword in the ground. And my ass. And my axe. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> Oh, but man. yeah, that still exists but, on the adult version level. Right. Of, you find someone who can do something that you can't do that you think is awesome. And you're like, I need to I need to to follow them on Twitter. I need we, to But I mean you and I you and I are are cut from the same sort of comedy level cloth. Sure. You have more training in that sense in that you went to different, you know, you, you did a lot more of that in the professional sense than I did. <laughs> professional sure okay yeah let's go with that sure I, okay my, my extent of quote-unquote professionalism in that realm is five minutes at an open mic i did five minutes five minutes of stand-up which and, is more stand-up than i've done but you've done improv sure I've done you've improv done improv in sketch. classes and yeah. sketch in groups i haven't i haven't done that which which is why i say you have more training than that but we were cut from that same cloth which is why i think we use when we're when we're thrust into a group of people we don't know, it's there's that that decision of like, do we want them to like us or do we not care? 
And if if the if the oh if, god, it is so true. It's one or the other. And if the there's needle, no in between. If the needle lands on, I want them to like us. Our default is make them laugh. Yep. Let's figure out how to make them laugh. Oh, it's god. not. It's not. Let's make them. Let's make them. Uh, melt over my prowess over finance, which there is none. <laughs> don't don't ask me to melt you over my prowess over finance because you will not statement. be frozen. <laughs> you will not be frozen at all. Uh, Melted? But, frozen? There's a lot of different elemental let changes. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Yeah. Uh, that Frozen 2 trailer though, right? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Man. Uh, but you and I are in that same, that same realm mm-hmm. where our default, like, I need to make them like us, whoever it might be. We're 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 turning that up. That turning that up to to right. eight, nine, ten, eleven. And the only the only person I know who can call me out on that is Sarah. My wife will be like, "I saw what you did there. I I saw what you were doing there." I'm like, I'm sorry. I needed them to like me. Like. And I don't know how that is with like what that what that dynamic looks like between you and Hannah, where she, she can she see can it. totally tell <laughs> um, if I if I'm trying to do that or if I'm just not into it. And it, more often than not, I'm not into it because if we're in different settings, because guys are guys. If you're in like couple settings, which mm-hmm. we usually are, because we're both married, so you go to a place. It's usually a lot of couples, and so. You, because men like to talk about manly things, <laughs> we 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 separate. We talk about sports, yeah. or we talk about. Careers and things that make us feel like big, strong man. And I think that's stupid. And (laughs) so like usually in those groups where it's that stereotype of like, what do you, what'd you watch? Do you watch Super Bowl? What'd you think about Tom Brady? Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just like, I just don't, I just don't care. And it's in those instances that I just, I'm, I'm not going to talk as much. I'm just going to listen. I'm going to nod. Yeah. And I'm going to be agreeable. Yeah. And, but I'm not going to try because like these guys aren't gonna, I know, realize these guys aren't gonna get it. They're not. I, isn't that funny? That that weird sort of like that withholding, yeah. just knowing that like this would be this would be wasted on you. Not that like the stuff you guys are talking about. There's no way I could be in the realm of knowledge that you guys possess of that thing you're talking. And about. here's here's why I don't connect with that as much. And if you talk about from a comedy sense. Comedy inherently is funny when it's relatable, mm-hmm. right? It has so to be. you, you yeah. talk about you talk about stand up, you talk about sketch, you talk about things that are real. The note I hear the most for people is saying, "Talk about something that's real to you. Talk about something that happened." Right? People will be able to connect with that more often than not than something that you make up. Yeah. Something that you know just comes to your brain you think is silly. Right. But for guys, guys like to talk about things. Yeah. Guys like to talk about sports. Guys like to talk about money. Mm-hmm. Guys like to talk about things that they saw on the internet. Guys like to talk about the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, women like to talk about things that happened. Mm-hmm. And so more often than not, weirdly enough, I'll go in and I'll I'll just be like killing it with the group of wives because they're talking about Janice from finance. <laughs> and then they're talking about these experiences. And I can riff off of these things right. because they're experiences that even though I don't know Janice, yeah. I can talk about people who are insufferable in yeah. finance departments. And you know the stereotype. Like, right. Too. And so you can just, people understand these things where it's like, right. I don't know the stats that the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I, I don't know what the offensive line did this weekend. I don't. And so I can't, there's nothing I can contribute. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing too is I I immediately cut to the stereotype to the the thing that happened. Yeah. So like it, Sarah's Christmas party is a perfect example of oh, this. Oh boy. Because we'll go to it. Do you first of all, do you know anyone? I, I do because this is the this is an ongoing 
sort of Christmas okay. party. So okay. I, I get along with her bosses. I get along with the, her coworkers. And there have been plenty of times that we go along. We This, this is perfect for popularity. This is right? great. This is perfect for popularity because I only see them three maybe four times a year at yeah. the at the christmas party i see them when i go in to get my teeth clean my wife is a dental hygienist for those of you who have no idea like what what you're getting wet um my wife is a hitman and i go in to get my teeth cleaned uh but you quote go, unquote teeth cleaned <laughs> and get it clean i need those molars eliminated um but but going into those settings i know that i'm going to be fine because even though a lot of them are are sports fans, they're going to talk about things that I don't know. I can find that common ground stereotype of whatever it is of Janice in HR, of that patient who always ABC, whatever, because of that comedy default that I that I that I use as a crutch. I, I'm not even going to say that I default to. I use it as a crutch, uh, and that's always been the case in elementary school, in middle school, in high school. Karate and backflips aside, the the comedy thing has always been something where I thought, okay, are you are you a jock? I'll make you laugh. Are you the popular cheerleader? I'll make you laugh. Are you a band geek? I'm gonna make you laugh. And I feel like because of that, I've been able, I had been able and was able to kind of just flow through grade school yeah. and just get to the end of it and think, oh, thank God that's done. <laughs> but at at her Christmas party, uh, there's so many different different types of people how many there. people are we talking about so she has multiple bosses there's one one dentist who owns the practice his son they brought in another dentist and then the main dentist's wife who is the office administrator so there's a lot of people that are her are her senior that if i were to say the wrong thing or things it would not be a good <laughs> thing for her it would reflect it poorly <laughs> So I knew going in initially, like I've got to make a good impression. Sure. And I thought, okay, they're they're all they're all very into into drinks and alcohol, which is great because that's a that's a great sort of cut in into sure. and a straight direct line to my my Something comedy you know center about too. My comedy center. So as a result of that, I was able to use that as like a let's let's make you laugh. And now people actually are excited when I show up to their to their thing, yeah. which is let's let's admit like let's be honest not a lot of husbands or wives have that luxury i am in the camp where my 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 wife's bosses like they work they work hard like they they put together this brilliant practice and it's successful but when it's time to cut loose and it's time to have fun they know how to cut have a good loose. Time. What are you, a seventy-six-year-old man? Kick their shoes off. <laughs> when they know how to put the Beach Boys on, had to put on a party. <laughs> Let me show you. But they do. Like I, I look for. Like, maybe it's because I do get along with them that yeah. I look forward to those sort of get-togethers. So wh- let me ask you, what do you actually look forward to? Because I have, a, I have had the experience that of work parties, things like that. I, I dread them. Yeah. Because people assume that I'm into A, B, or C things. I'm just like, I'm just, I just don't know. Or like I, I go to my wife's work events, whatever, and yeah. I, they're just talking about work. Yeah. Because that's what guys talk about, things. And what do they all know? Work. And I so that's what I, they talk about. <laughs> I have I have a pretty good sort of superpower in in transitioning a conversation. 
And so if they if they're talking about you, work, I'm gonna tell you right now, you are you are very good. <laughs> Literally, there has been a there has been more than one time I think when Hannah and I have had someone staying with us or have had <laughs> some kind of social gathering oh, where favorite. it's someone who we don't really enjoy oh it's my favorite and we're like we have to spend a night you know who we should invite over oh no i'll invite myself over i think that one time we should invite felix (laughs) because you are like not to get too graphic but Uh, felix is one of the best social lubricants (laughs) i know because when it comes to people okay so it also helps it also helps that i have nothing at stake here but also, that means you you have no reason to really put any effort in, but you always do, oh, which we both appreciate. It's by the my way. absolute most favorite thing to to just watch the floundering. Yeah. But but also not only to watch the floundering, to just see how much of myself I can interject to see if it goes far left or far right. Like okay. I I, okay. I just I never know. But at the same token, I don't really care that much. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, in my wife's case, I do care because that's her livelihood. Right. In your guys' case, you know me well enough. When you invited me, you knew what was you knew what was coming. You're like, okay. Because I I, remer- I specifically Fair. remember you, I know you know you, what you what I I'm specifically talking about. <laughs> like you you said so and so's coming. We're not hundred percent sure, but I don't know. And I like I stopped you and I said, Can I can I come over? <laughs> <laughs> can I come to a game night? Can I just come like watch this? And then you said, "Sure, you, you can come hang out." And I did, and I I had a great time. It was fine. It was okay. It and was a good apparently night. Apparently, your guest was wondering about me later on in the future. She was, which is great. And it was like months later, and I was like, "How the hell does she know Felix?" Oh my god, he came over. That's right. We completely used him. But see, and that's the thing too is like <laughs> I have I have I I do I do have this I know that I have this ability like if I go into a setting where it's four guys and they're talking about how the Charger Chargers don't want to talk about how the Patriots did. Those are the only teams two teams I know. It's the only two teams there are. <laughs> <laughs> the Chargers and the Patriots. There's so many games. <laughs> So if they're if they're talking about offense and defense and yeah, I'm the two, <laughs> I'm sitting here right. Is there anything in between offense no, and defense? No. Patty cake, is that a thing? Center fence. Uh, the, if they're the, sitting here talking, I I I can figure out how to interject myself into a conversation sure. of football, offense and defense and Tom Brady and all this stuff and steer the conversation to. St- this I, I'm only I'm only using this as an example because it's happened from from football to Star Wars canon. I I don't believe you. I, <laughs> I don't believe you. Tell me how this happened. It was it was at a Christmas party. It was at oh, Sarah's gosh. Christmas party, and uh, the son of the main dentist who owns the practice was talking about football, and he invited uh, some other folks who were there, and they were talking about football and this and this and. I came in and I was kind of nodding my head and I was like, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> The Last Jedi, like they really expected it to do well. <laughs> but I mean, like. So you took a hard left. Hard left. Hard left. And the 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 son, the dentist, latched on immediately. Just like immediately. Right there. That's a risk though. And I, I mean, was, that is. Oof. I was willing to take it. And I'm always willing to take those 
Because like I was, I tell- am never willing. To I was, take- I was just telling you before we hit record. I was, I was telling you this story that I was a hired videographer for this amazing event that involved um, special needs kids, and they, they, they were treated to a prom night experience. It was this beautiful event put on by the Tim Tebow Foundation, and 150 kids showed up to this event. And with this event, 200 volunteers had to be there. And a lot of those kids were volunteers. And so, like, there's 200-plus high school volunteers who are already awkward enough because they're decked out in dresses and, and, and tuxedos. And here I am, 35-year-old Felix with my camera, trying my best to capture the <laughs> evening. And at one point, the Chick-fil-A cow is dancing on the dance floor to, to party rock. And the music stops while the cow is dancing. And I look over at a group of high school kids and I say, that's a milkshake. And they and nothing. Nothing. Crickets. Crickets. And then I look back at him and I say, that wasn't for you. And then I walk away. Like I, I didn't I didn't care that they said that was a great joke, Felix. I didn't care that they laughed. That was that was for me. I think that's the difference between you and me. I realize so I care. I Felix. I care so much about what people think of me. You don't understand. I care so. Well, I like you a lot. So thank you. But that's why we have a podcast. But I, I care so much, and like part of that persona is not caring what people think of me too. That's the weird. So paradox. you have to put up the front that, that you don't care. Part but, of me still in high school, man. But like slightly behind that, slightly behind. I that, really your mom want is still to care. your teacher. She, my, back behind that, she is still <laughs> reprimanding me for not doing my fifth grade social studies homework. Oh my god. Okay, I want to ask in in that. In that fifth grade class, hit it. What's up? Did you ever have a time where your mom specifically called you out because you were in trouble because you were trying to flex that, that like, oh, that's my mom privilege, and then you got the whole class going, ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, not uh, even, not even on that level, but like, <laughs> but close to that. I don't remember. Okay. I don't. I don't think so. I. I was a very. I was. I was a good boy. Okay. I was a good boy. I kind of was too, actually. All the way through <laughs> high school, I was a good boy. Okay. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. Even yeah. even nowadays, things that I think are bad, like... <laughs> the thought of skipping class when I was in grade school was terrifying to me. In grade school? Who yeah. is that? No, I'm... Well, okay. <laughs> I, I, I label grade Those school... people are I, dead now. I label... Like, they, they, they're, they're dead <laughs> or they're in prison. Third like, graders <laughs> saying, let's go play Pogs down at the pizza place. Hey, guys, you going to go play Russian roulette? <laughs> You guys- We're seven. <laughs> you guys want to go buy stocks on margin? No, what? We're I'm going like- to go start this company called Enron. You guys in? <laughs> Hop on my rollerblades. <laughs> uh, okay, so you you were. I I, I, I don't I'm, have I'm a vivid way. memory. I, I I don't I don't think there was a time that we really butted heads. I think that was the one thing where I, I literally raised my hand and said. Do we have to, or do I just have that one to? time? And that was that's the one thing that sticks up in my head. <laughs> and then that that was that was as extreme as it got so for funny. Jordan. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the yeah. fact that <laughs> just like I could see you all like dipping your toe in the water as your hand went up. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yes, uh, Jordan. Do, <clears throat> do we? Uh, do we have to? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my persona was one like my my hair grew and it became it was like dyed black and it was over one of right. my eyes 
and I was wearing a black tee with Jinko jeans. <laughs> and you're starring in Spider-Man 3. Right, exactly. And I was, I was grooving my hips. Got it. Finger guns. Yeah, oh yeah. Down the street. <laughs> that was my character when I said, do we have to? Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah. I was the worst. In were you moment. were you bullied all bullied at all? I was going to ask you that because it was, um, there was oh god I was about to say no and then I literally remembered in middle school there was a guy on my school bus oh and he was probably in high school and wait how old were you? I was probably seventh eighth grade. Okay, and he was in high school. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he was he. To me, he was like a 40-year-old man. He may as well have been. It's basically Jeez. what it felt like, right? And so after school, the bus would go pick up the high school students because they started earlier, they ended later. Or wait, they started earlier, ended earlier, right? Right. And then it came around to the middle school. This guy was just the worst. Oh, I mean, he's, yeah. he's the stereotype. I just th- greasy. I'm trying to remember. He was just greasy, he right? Was, he was a greasy person. Not a greaser. Not Greasers a greaser. Were cool. No, they were cool. We were greasers. Grease lightning, you know. But it was a guy who I, I think oh god so many repressed memories. I'm watching I'm watching this happen from across the table, and it's like the scene from Ratatouille where you're like you ate the Ratatouille for the first time. This is you're gonna you're gonna laugh so hard right now because the problem is when bullies are good bullies, yeah, they say things that hurt you oh, because yeah. they're true. Oh no! It's like the John Mulaney bit about eighth graders being the worst because they say <laughs> they say insults that are accurate, right? Right. And so this guy, granted, he wasn't in eighth grade; he was in high school, so he was yeah. he was you know three or four years older than me. Oh no! But he. He called me Ralphie because he said I look like <laughs> Ralphie from A Christmas Story, which I 1,000% oh, did. That was when did. you were still chunky. I, and I wore glasses. You were still a little fluffy. I had little round oh, glasses. No. I was a doughy, pale, blonde we are kid. We putting a picture of Jordan Woo. on Instagram Woo. when he was in his Ralphie stage. You don't understand. I don't need... Oh, oh God. <laughs> I might have burned and or deleted all no. of those photos because I am so... Embarrassed, but he he called me Ralphie, and then we he uh he did this thing where he could take a coin, and he could flick it. I still don't know how he did this. He could flick it with the power of a nine millimeter handgun. Was he two faced? I don't understand. <laughs> he could flick it like from from twenty feet behind. I can do that and nail me. I can do that in the back of the head, and he would do that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this guy, I think he was on her butt, probably not for very long, a few months before he eventually got like expelled or something because he's just the worst. I mean, looking back now, he probably had like terrible parents and like just terrible living situations overall. Isn't that funny? Like you think about all your bullies now and you think about like, dude, they suck. But then you think about how crappy their childhood must have been. And then you just feel bad because it's all bad. it's all a cycle of learning how it to is. act. And it's so just, this 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 guy who I remember as the worst person, had I probably I crappy. He probably had life. the the most terrible parents, Ugh, just awful just parents. So bad. Oh man. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's that empathy. But baby. that was that was very brief in my life. That was like a couple months maybe, and it was just the thirty minutes I rode home on the bus. It was okay. never. I had, see, the other thing was, I, I was, like I said, on the fringe of popularity. So with my friends, quote unquote friends, and I think, I swear this is where my sense of humor um, being like my brokenness comes from, <laughs> is that, because that's what sense of humor is. It's like, oh, it comes from that. You, it comes it from does. a place of pain because it's a defense mechanism, right? Yeah. 
It's oh, where yeah. you develop it. Right. Is because all of our friends were ruth. Like I said, we were all very smart, mm-hmm. Be- and that means that we were also ruthlessly sarcastic. Yep. And so basically, we were all kind of bullies to each other. Yeah. And so anyone showed weakness, you pounced on it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's what was funny, and that's what sharpened you. Yeah. That's what yeah, sharpened absolutely. you. Absolutely. And the kids that 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 took offense to it. They, I mean, it was, it was, there was no remorse. Survival of the fittest. There was man. no remorse. Like that friend group thinned <laughs> very quickly, very quickly. I, I get that. I, I, I remember fine, even in the, in the multiple moves that we had, I remember specifically finding that group. And I remember finding that rhythm when it was like late high school, early middle school. And that was within those three or four years. That was like the big cultivating factor for me and also the most devastating of moves from San Diego to Virginia Beach. Mm. I remember finding the friend group who I played in a band with. Not band, but a band. Like cool guy. (laughs) I was on guitar. Like band. And then these guys also loved. They were like the biggest computer nerds. Yeah. So like I'd never found that before, but then also being able to learn and teach them like the stuff that I knew and learn from the stuff that they knew. And then, but they were also the most like sarcastic assholes I've ever, I, I ever that met. That was literally my friend group. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best in retrospect. I'm like, we were the worst. Absolutely. And that's why I'm, I'm not friends with any of them anymore <laughs> because there was no actual foundation of friendships. Of, I of still friendship. talk to them. I still talk to those well, yeah, guys. You got, you're still terrible too. So, <laughs> but it was <laughs> like I don't. All those people. Yeah. Also, just funny enough, <laughs> I wouldn't say any of them peaked in high school. A lot of them did great things. A lot of them like went to the military. Oh yeah. They're living like across like because because mm-hmm. they're all you know 4.0 students. They yep. went on to do like to get honors in college. Yep. They did, they, they're doing great things. Same here. Same but, in, same with me in those with those friends. But it wasn't me. (laughs) But all of them also, they're doing the things they set out to do when they were in high school. Mm -hmm. They're all engineers. They're all CPAs. They're all these these jobs that I would murder myself if I was doing. It's also also very weird to think about that weird, whatever that crucible of melting metal, whatever it was that that formulated our early childhood, our our middle school high school like experiences right and then spit us out into into adult world to then like then blaze this path to having a podcast at uh, <laughs> at 10 59 p.m on february whatever like I, I i think about that those stepping stones a lot because i have two kids yeah and so now i'm looking at it thinking like i i want them to be successful but I would love it if they had a little bit of a sharp, jagged edge as well. Because you I, almost- lo- I think about that I, that a lot too. I don't have kids, but I think about <laughs> how can I damage my future children enough <laughs> that they have a good, yeah. solid sense of humor. Yeah. And I think I think what But the not tr- enough that they have like long lasting results of abuse. I think what, I think what the abuse. trick is, <laughs> what I'm finding is you just have to let stuff happen to them right life's gonna beat them up enough. you just have to let it happen to them and my parents were very good and just letting stuff happen to me yeah like they they jumped in when they needed to and but there was also so much stuff that i was interested in that my parents if they knew that i was into it were like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. you're watching you're watching deaf comedy jam at nine years old no 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 
but I watched a ton of deaf comedy channels. And that's as a that's kid. an interesting thing too, because as a parent, <laughs> do you think your parents maybe knew? No. <laughs> it was at friends' houses. Okay. I watched I mean we would I would stay up at friends' houses and watch deaf comedy jam. Like right. and it wasn't like and this this guy in particular had access to all the cable. But think channels. about you know we could have watched anything. Think and of, I'm watching comedy. I'm watching. I'm watching like 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 twenty year old Chris Rock. Right. Tear it up. And I I couldn't get enough of it. Sure, sure. I could not get enough of it. So think about ten years down the road <clears throat> when your daughters are going to sleepovers. I mean, I just have to. I have to. Okay. So here's the thing. You know things are happening. And I do. But here's here's this is the important thing that I'm trying to drill into my brain. Okay. My parents were getting super deep on popularity, but this is okay. This is this is good stuff. There's my, no like rhyme or reason either. And Usually I love we have it. some kind of format, and we're just completely off I the rails. I love it. This is fantastic. My parents did their best to drill that compass into my head to say like this. North is Star. right north star exactly yeah this is wrong and i knew i knew in my heart of hearts going into those sleepovers and there was there was like there was so many more terrible things i could have been doing but i remember feeling guilty for watching deaf comedy jam for right. watching freddie rip up a bunch of teenagers <laughs> for what like, on elm street all of that sure. stuff all of that stuff i i remember going home and feeling sick lying to my parents that I didn't do those things mm. but I kept doing them so my, the, the like the conclusion that I'm drawing from that is as a parent I have to drill that north star that compass into my kids and then let them from there when they're at that sleepover when they're watching hopefully the worst of it being deaf comedy jam or nightmare on elm street or whatever I have to hope and pray that I've drilled that enough into their heads to for them to say, like, that was bad, but this is what I'm going to take from it. This is what I'm going to leave from that experience and then continue on with my life. It's so hard. I think about it a lot, about how the way I was raised, I was the same way. I would go to sleepovers. We'd watch unspeakable things. <laughs> I felt bad. Yeah. Felt you'd so feel bad. guilty. <laughs> and uh, But you'd come home and you'd lie about what you did, and then you... <laughs> You'd go on till wait till the next sleepover, um, but and then I also wonder how much did my parents just know? No, yeah. Did they know I was lying? Yeah. Did they did they have to if they came out and caught me watching something laid down on Comedy Central? Would they confront me about it yeah. or did my just an did, amazing sentence? Did my you just <laughs> right right right? No 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 no. I'm hold, I'm holding this Sinbad special for a friend. <laughs> Dave Chappelle never heard. I don't of even him. care about Eddie Murphy, man. I don't even care. But I wonder how many times I was doing something like that, and then my dad would walk up and see what I was doing and not confront me about it, oh. just to see. Yeah. I don't know if that ever happened or not. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever do that when I'm a parent. Yeah. But to know what my kids are doing and realize it's not that bad. It's not that bad. But if they saw yeah. that I saw, I would have to do something about it. Right. Because they have to know what that North Star is. Yeah. So, I don't know. All that general all morality. Of- all of this weird melting pot stuff that we just talked about is, for me, is really what defined my level of popularity growing up. And as much as I want to push it off to, oh, that's who I was when I was younger, 
that's still very much who I am now. Well, it's popularity is just winning others over. It is. That's what it is. It's, it is. It's other people liking you. It's it's nothing based on yourself in a vacuum. Yeah. It can't be. Which is which is a fantastic transition into into now. And I, I know we've talked a lot. We've we've talked kind a lot of, about now. We've kind of bled <laughs> into now. We've, yeah. But right but right now there's there's this weird sort of space of it's like it's like high school on crack because of social media true because of the the instagram and youtubes and facebook and twitter it's like now you you get those immediate dopamine drops of oh so and so like this so and so retweeted this so and so reblogged this and so like now it's becoming this thing where you get the instantaneous feedback not just from your immediate friend group but from people you don't know and that popularity is like fortunately we're we're old enough to be <clears throat> on the outside of this enough to know like okay this isn't everything but i can't well. i can't <laughs> but i can't imagine i cannot for the life of me imagine being a high schooler right oh, now god well, okay so my wife who works with high school students um talking about instagram versus instagram their fake instagram account it's, which is okay okay i need you to i you've explained this to me and i right. need you to, and to dive i into might this. mess this up it's fine i might mess this up if you're younger and you actually engage in your deleted in- this podcast is deleted <laughs> insta versus your finsta <laughs> so your your finsta uh-huh. is an account that that is public right it's the one that you that anyone can see parents friends popular unpopular right. everyone can it's see your front. it's your front yeah right it's the facade Mm-hmm. That you're putting out for everyone. Facade Instagram. Your facade Instagram. Front Instagram. Now your Instagram is one that's private mm-hmm. that only your friends can see. Mm-hmm. It's always a smaller account. Yep. It's always fewer followers, mm-hmm. but it's the genuine you. Yeah. That you actually see. That's terrifying to me. Yeah. The idea if I had to deal with that kind of stress and drama in my life when I was in high school. Are you kidding me? No. I was trying not to get coins flicked at me on the bus. <laughs> I can't deal with that kind of just emotional baggage to know of that my you online have to, persona. You have to be juggling not just your real life, just but two personalities. Literal online. different personalities. A minimum of split, two. A minimum of two split personalities. Because you know there are people that are juggling multiple finstas. Right. And you have to maintain both of them. Oy. Oy. I couldn't do that now. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. Ugh. It's Gosh. it's so complicated. And and it's starting so early. I mean, granted, we we have a pretty good insight into that because we're very. I mean, frankly, we are too deep into the online realm of things. <laughs> um, so I feel like we can relate to that in a lot of ways. But still, it's terrifying to both of us. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I again, I just doing my best to instill that north star, compass, whatever it is, into my kids, because when it comes to that point, when they're there. And I hand them their first iPod or phone or whatever holographic 3D device that I don't understand. Right. It's going to scare the crap out of me. The problem, the real problem is that this actually has a real world consequences now. It's not like high school where it's popularity and you go to college and it's all, it's a a clean reset. Right. It's not that anymore because now, like you and I are both doing, this could equal real world dollars yeah this is this is the whole spiel with why people get mad about people stealing tweets yeah why what it's it's yes it's just words it's jokes it's it's twitter people calm right. down but, but at the same content. time it's content yeah and this is monetized now yeah this is 
this is the reason why comedians get ripped on stealing other people's jokes. Mm-hmm. People taking content. It's the same thing as online because this is, these are things that companies look for, mm-hmm. whether it, it might not be your specific content, but it might lead to a job that you get. It That's might true. lead to a writing gig that you got maybe off someone else's content. And yeah, it's 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 dumb that a follower count or just a number next to your profile could determine that, but it's the truth now. It's so it's so funny how that yeah, it's like, yeah, no, 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 no. The number the numbers don't matter, but they do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. They do. They may not they may not be the entire it dep- it cut what of the doing. pie. Right. But they definitely have an influence on what flavor of pie it is. I really want pie. Like pie right now sounds, sounds so good. It right sounds now. so good. <laughs> I would like a slice of that pie, whatever it is. So you and I, like you had mentioned, we we do have very embedded lives on online. And you know, you you have come to a place where you're pretty reliant on what it is you're presenting online, whether it's yourself or a from from behind a sort of facade or through the uh, living vicariously through, you, you're reliant on that engagement. You're yeah. reliant on the popularity and 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 whatever whatever it is people how how people are perceiving that, which is such a like right now. I, I think we're fortunate enough to look at it as as more of like a. As a, as a game to look sure. at it and think like, okay, right. We can figure out how to game these numbers. We can figure out how to leverage ABC in pop culture and, and use that to our advantage. But kids growing up right now are like that number, whatever that is, like, that's my, that's my gauge. That's my worth. <laughs> that's my worth. So, that's terrifying. So terrifying. And granted that for me as a person, that's really hard for me. I, I, we can separate those numbers for us. We it's, can separate. We those. can, and it's all. But it, I think for me personally, it's something that I, I struggle with literally daily. Is yeah. that my my worth is not derived from numbers. My worth is not derived from my work. My yeah. worth is not derived from what I can give other people or what they can gain from me. I mean, it goes back to at the very deepest level, popularity mm-hmm. is that I am more than just what I give other people. Right. And I personally have a really hard time with that. It it's hard to separate that. It can be it can be hard to say like, oh, okay. Granted, that but, also <laughs> makes me very good at working online for something where I'm working for likes or for clicks. This is all this because is also I'm in what that separates same vein. you and me. Sure. Like sure. more of what involves the the amount of cash hard cash money that you're bringing home <laughs> is dependent on those likes like that's very true because that's your job yeah so you know i i can see that i can see that that separation but also you're able to go home at the end of the day and wash that off you're able to go home and rinse I that try off to. <laughs> i try to um but to but you've you've grown up like me you like me have grown up without without that being such a a pivotal part of your life. And yeah. so because now that it is, I have no you, idea what that would be like if I was in high school yeah. and thinking about that. I, I just, I, I fear for my kids' lives I, oh. as they get older, knowing that this is such an embedded part of who they are. How ancient do we sound right now, too? Black Mirror level, man. <laughs> like, this is enough. These like you kids could just, nowadays. They don't understand that. They're in computers. That your follower account isn't your FICA score. Uh, <laughs> 
Fico? Fico? He said fecal score. Fecal. It's your fecal your score. Your fecal score. You got to have them good poops. Take your Metamucil, kids. You need them soft stools. Uh, you need that prune levels. Those prune levels need to be up. Um... I don't know, oh, but no. nowadays we've got we've got all sorts all sorts of like all sorts of things. All sorts of crazy. You got like your friend and your follower account. You have social media stars who have done literally nothing. And I noticed that you've jotted down <laughs> social influencers. I did, which is both an incredible and an insane concept. Like it's the very the true. people who are famous because they're famous and can influence actual real-life events is both maddening and I want that. (laughs) It's so funny. I had to write this down. (laughs) Recently, so back when Hannah and I first got married, um, her first job was working for a mortgage company. She's very good with numbers. She's very good at bottom line. What What do things need to do? She's also... She, she's not passionate about those things. She loves working with people more, so she hated her job. <laughs> but she was good at it. She was a business major. Um, she's, she's very good at the black and white figures. What needs to be done? Let's get it done. Um, so during that time when she hated her job, she started doing a fashion blog because it was something that gave her life. She was like, if I can be, can't be excited about my job, I'm going to be excited about what I wear every day. Right. I'm going to go do, I'm going to go thrifting. We're going to, cause we're also very poor at the time. We're going to find some fun things that I'm, I can talk about. I can talk about my experience in life. And so she would go out, she would do something with her outfit every day. I would take pictures and she would write kind of a blog. Mm-hmm. And so she, she gained a significant following on Instagram after this, Nice during this. And so, um, in the last, you know, ever since she changed jobs, probably three or four years ago, um, she she didn't keep up with that. It became just like a basic social Instagram account, but her follower right. account remained. And so we would do any 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 Was kind that of her main account. Did she just switch the name? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But she, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, so she would uh, since then because her follower account is still pretty high, she'll just get random offers from companies saying, "Hey, we like your style. <laughs> DM us about featuring our product. Whatever. Oh, wow. It's it's the same thing about just basic social influencers. Yeah, where. I mean, her was someone, you know, just in the thousands, not the tens or hundreds or, or millions of followers. It's just like, you know, we'll give you our product for free if you talk about it. Right. But there are people who, I mean, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars going just to talk about your weight loss candy. Yeah. It's absurd. It is. And just it, because you have this number next to your profile. Right. And it's because because marketers are scrolling through accounts and they're scrolling, 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 and they see, oh, Jordan Stratton or Felix Slater has a number, 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 and a K or an M next to that number. They think people are watching them. Right. Spoiler alert, people people aren't watching us. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't care what I do. <laughs> but but you get the idea that, that there are people out there who are doing things for whatever reason. People are watching them, and they've got a K for 1,000 or an M for million next to their number. And and companies and organizations are throwing things at them, saying— It's because it's this untapped market. Yeah, because people are there. And it's also really funny. The reason why I brought that up is that Hannah was so skeptical. She's like— I can't trust these people. I don't even know these people. What, are they just trying to scam me out of do that? I'm like, right. no. Like this, these you could get a ton of free stuff out of this. Why aren't you talking to these people? Because right. I, I never really looked at her comments, but I realized like how many companies were coming to her saying, 
hey, DM us about your info and we can we can maybe work right. together. And she's just like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. Like, this is actually something that happens now. You could get a lot of free stuff because people are just looking for free advertisement. It's it's wild. And and popularity on on those platforms, it's such a weird fragmented thing now. Like, when we were in school, it was, can you throw a football super far? Are you I can, really I can throw it over the mountains. Are you really good at the cheerleading? Uh you're popular. And then that was that was basically that was it. it. That like was it. that was like the baseline for popularity. And then the tears of that were, do you know that guy who can throw that football over the mountains? <laughs> do you know that hedge your leader? Like then you're popular. You're on the fringe. By, you're like pro- I was. You're yeah. I was not on the fringe. I did not know that you're leader. <laughs> I did not know the the guy who could throw the football over the mountains. And so but now, like, you could be this weird pocket influencer with millions of followers and be popular and then secretly be this 13-year-old kid. It's just this weird, bizarro world that I both, A, fully and completely understand, and B, have no idea what I'm doing here. <laughs> and I don't think anyone really does. That's Which is thing. amazing. Which is amazing to me. <laughs> because you think about kids who are in high school – I mean, much less the kids who are in high school and have these accounts who have tens or hundreds of thousands of followers who are getting these deals. Yeah. I mean, what is that doing to your personality? It's it's skewing it. It's got it. Like the ego boost when you're the the head cheerleader, or the quarterback. It's that knowing that like three hundred people oh, think that you're the the ultimate versus literally three hundred thousand people, three million people. It's an actual drug. It's what it feels like. It's it must be just dopamine, the dopamine fire hose feed onto your brain. Oy. Okay. So, speaking of things that are popular or okay, unpopular Oof. in this case, we did a Twitter poll, <laughs> which we had the most feedback I think we've ever had on a Twitter poll. Okay. Because apparently we're bad at doing these. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to know which teenage stereotype did you resonate with most in high school? Now, granted, guys, we know there's a lot of stereotypes when it comes to high school. There's more than four, which is the amount Twitter gives us for options. Okay? So, we gave you guys, like I said, four options. So, I'm just going to go, I guess, up the list from the least to the least least, which is the most. (laughs) Up to the least least. (laughs) Which was, uh, at the bottom, it was 9%, which is denim jacket Muscle car. All right. So I, I like this guy. I This is like the rebel. Kurt. It's Kurt. His name's always Kurt. He's got a Camaro. Because it described his personality to things <laughs> describing authority. <laughs> it's his personality and his Christian name. His given Christian name. Uh, Kurt. He I wears- realize that when I laugh, I sound like Mark Hamill's Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay, bats. <laughs> oh man, it's so uh, true. Yeah, so this guy, he doesn't care <laughs> about authority. He's 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 skipping class. He's smoking cigarettes behind the gym. <laughs> he's getting laid. Wait, did you actually know like a a, a guy like this? No, no. Did you? Okay. Maybe. Go on. Anyway. Um, apparently a lot of people didn't and, and didn't associate with this as this person because it only got 9% Ooh. of the vote. 
So 9% Kurtz. 9% Kurtz. You're out there. <laughs> you're out there. You guys, I don't know what you're doing now. Sorry if, about your balding. If you're a Kurt, yeah, you know they're still balding, but they're still wearing the same damn leather the jack, or, uh, denim jacket. That bitch in Camaro. And that bitch in Camaro. <laughs> or a Firebird. Fire. Oh, dude, Firebirds are still cool, they're, aren't they're they? They're still cool. Are they still cool? They're still pretty cool. Burgundy? Anyway. All right. And in third place at 18%, we had chess, period. Club, period. Captain, period. That was third place? That was third place. Damn, I voted for that one. Were you chess club captain? Yeah, that was me. Were you? Did you actually have a chess club or did you just resonate with that no, persona? No, I was in chess club. And no I was, way. And I was the captain. <laughs> I told this to Hannah and she was like, schools didn't actually have chess clubs. That's no, they did. And I was the captain of said chess Grant, club. Hannah's school had like 200 people. Oh, okay. It was a very small high school. No, we had chess club. You were captain? I was the captain. You were literally chess. captain. I was literally captain. Oh, of God. My chess I, feel, club. I feel so much less cool hanging out with you. <laughs> This is where so, you cut in the part where you talk about how impressed you were about the fact that I could do a backflip. <laughs> you have to, that like evens it out. It's like there the seesaw of your popularity. And, and right in the middle of that Venn diagram, Felix. <laughs> I just remembered our first trip to New York. We're taking the bus. We're taking the bu- overnight bus up oh, to yeah. New York. And you're literally showing me this game that sets up end game scenarios in chess. <laughs> And you have to figure out how to you win to in out. these end you game have to scenarios. Out what the nine or twelve or fifteen moves are to win? I don't even know what that means, but you you know. I and do. I'm just sitting here listening at like three a.m. And I'm you're like trapped on a bus with me. Like oh god, <laughs> and I have the window seat, and you're in the aisle seat. You're and I'm like, cool. oh, this you're is trapped in here with me. <laughs> Your best Rorschach. And a Rorschach mask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You really were the chess period club period pa- ca- captain. I can't even say it. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. CP, and so CP. second place at 20% mm. was can't football practice. So these are the jocks. Just Nicholas Cage playing football. <laughs> <laughs> can't football practice, then I have to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Our coach is going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a higher percent than I thought would occur yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. 20% were jocks. Look at you guys. Look at you. Look at you ripped cut dudes and, and ladies look out at you there. Bryce's. Wow. And Bryce's. Wow. And then, but at the number one, Bryce's, number one spot <laughs> with 53% was the lovable class clown. Lovable class clown. Which I, we also realized that we have to look at our demographic here, which is it's Twitter. So it's right. people who are witty. It's people who are trying to be goofy and funny. Of course, they're going to be a lot and of class I definitely, clowns out there. When I voted for the chess club captain, I, I borderline between chess club captain and lovable class clown. Yeah. Because I was the class clown, but I think secretly I I wanted to keep up with my schoolwork. I wanted to. Like a nerd. I did. I mean, I was. I was a, <laughs> I was a nerd at heart, uh, which I don't know. There's the, there's that weird fine line of like, I'm smart, but I don't want people to know it. I can make people laugh, and I'm going to use that as a detriment to my education. <laughs> <laughs> I also really like some of the stuff that, that makes me smart. So I'm going to pursue that, but then layer it on with comedy. So I'll, I'll buy it. Chess club. I'll take it. Chess club. I'll take it. Chess club cap. I figured that was an easy, easy club. To to eat to, to run <laughs> to be like I just own that club, like, dude. I you guys know me. I, I'm the backflip guy. 
<laughs> now, okay, people had issues with this poll. Okay. Okay, we had a lot of people saying- What? I know, right? We're so, We're, We're so likable. We're so likable. We're so lovable. lovable class clowns here. But a lot of people had some issues with either not as not associating or affiliating themselves with any of these groups. And they're wrong. And Moving they're on to the next segment. Absolutely wrong. Next segment. No, no. But a lot of people talked about, and granted, they're very right about how there are a few different stereotypes that we didn't address. One that at Marissa, M-A-R-H-I-S-S-A, she acknowledged saying, you're missing the weird drama kid who got more action than anyone else. Wait, there were drama kids who got action? Apparently, I think they all got action together. It's like interbreeding. Uh, oh, okay. I can see that. Right. Yeah. Once you're in a click, then you're clicking. Sure. That's something that happens. And then, uh, so yeah, drama kids, drama nerds, that was a whole thing at, at everyone's school. They were all, they all knew each other. They were all saying thou's and forsooths and wearing Renaissance garb. And uh, I, okay, so real quick tangent. Sure. I, I was never a drama kid. Okay. I had friends who were drama kids. Sure. Uh, if you are listening to this and you were a theater drama kid, please, please. Find us on Twitter at Jordan IDWGUPod. And drop us a line and help help me understand what being a drama kid was like in high school. Because clearly you guys were super passionate about this. And about each other. Well, about each other. In the dark. <laughs> I remember the bumper sticker. Uh what was it? Drama kids theater kids do it in the dark. <laughs> like that was the sticker. Yeah, that's true. Um I didn't I didn't and I do not currently understand this world. So if you're listening to this right now, help me understand because you're clearly very passionate about it. Drop us a line on Twitter. This was actually just a secret way to advertise our Twitter and I did it. But I also want to understand that realm just a little bit more. So do it. I'm into it. <laughs> I like it. I do remember I almost dipped my toe into that realm. Uh, I could see that because I was you in, delved into sketch and well, I did. Like, I did. I did theater like in, in when I was growing up. I did like some local theater stuff as a kid, oh, and uh, yeah, outside of school, outside of school, like oh, local wow. theater stuff. Okay, and uh, there was a time in my uh, junior senior year, my English class, when we were reading The Crucible. Okay, and we had it was it was out of a giant textbook, but it was you know it was written like a play, and so it is actually written like a script. Yeah, and we I don't know why, but our 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 teacher made us act it out, and like old English and oh, everything. I mean, it was yeah, basically. Okay, and I I was like, yeah, I'll do this, and so I was playing John Proctor, who has like this big yeah, monologue. Yeah, no, no, I remember it. the Crucible. Go ahead, and uh, and I I crushed it, man. Oh damn! And I was I was I was screaming <laughs> lines and. I remember she was also the like the the chair of like the drama <laughs> the drama department or whatever. And it wasn't your mom. No, it was not my mom. <laughs> For everyone listening, it was not my mom. I'm learning so much about you. Right and now. I remember she came to me after class. She was like, "You need to be in the play." Like I think it was like Fiddler on the Roof or something. <laughs> and I was just like. Cool, I'll think about it. And uh, and then late, like she was, this lady was thirsty for me to be in this play. I remember I was sitting in my graphic arts class <laughs> later that week, and on the intercom, she asked for me to come no. to the office 
to talk. It was literally someone else proclaiming this through an intercom to talk about being in the play. And I was, do you, do you oh man. Do remember any lines? I wasn't in the play. Oh, from the Crucible? Mm-hmm. I remember uh, something you about. Remember, Brent, give me your best John Proctor. Something about turning something into a whore. <laughs> Just a kid who wanted to yell whore. <laughs> That's all it was. You oh. were just passionate about being able to say words that you're not normally allowed to say. Hold on, let me see if I can find this. <laughs> My face hurts from smiling so much tonight. Oh, so what, uh, so yeah. So all you theater folk, you horny little bastards. <laughs> so we have those people. We have. We also didn't. We didn't address. The band geeks, either. Apparently, there were a lot of those who took offense. There were a lot of band geeks. There were a lot of drama kids. And And then there were just the general rogues, too, who were like, I didn't associate. Yeah, and I I think our original intent was that the... The chess club captains were supposed to embody the the whole nerd rogue outfit. But I, I guess I could see how that wouldn't. So, you know what? We were right. You were wrong. It's fine. It's okay. Uh, It's okay because we got what we needed out of it. Guys, high school is complicated. It was. We all identified with what we needed to to survive. That was basically it. And we had four categories that we were allowed to input into into our Twitter poll, which is never enough. It's never enough. Never enough. Twitter is the one thing hindering us from getting the perfect (laughs) poll out there. This is true. So you need to to go complain at Jack over there. Let him know. Twitter. Let him know. So I think it's time that we we transition into news time. Yeah, because we've kind of mixed and mingled with what it used to be like, <laughs> what it is now. Popularity is complicated. It's all intermeshed, right? It is. It is. And so the uh, the news article that I pulled up tonight for news time. Okay. Uh, which for those of you listening for the first time, every episode we have a segment that we've coined news time. Where we talk Very about <laughs> we talk about the topic at hand, and we find an article that is relevant to the thing that we're talking about tonight. And the article and the news time uh, segment tonight comes from Business Insider, and the headline from this article reads: Very "Reputable Jock Nerd or Class President: How Popular You Were in High School Still Affects You." today (laughs) that's literally just the definition of this episode right (laughs) we're just talking about how much it affects us which is i I have to say in reading the headline for this article i was a little bit terrified because i know kind of where i land on this spectrum oh god they even have it the the feature image for this is a is a picture from freaks and geeks which which is is an amazing show which An is perfect incredible for this show. So I I will not I will not read the whole article, but this article was brilliant enough to go through and break up the sort of stereotypes of popularity in high school into four quadrants. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through these quadrants very quickly and then you can decide which quadrant you the listener landed. So the first quadrant the headline reads, you were part of a cool clique and the rest of the school respected or feared you more than they liked you. And the brilliant thing about this article is they break it up into two subcategories uh, in status and likability. So this particular headline breaks into high status and low 
like ability. So these were like the bullies. These are the guys who, these are the jocks who had the head cheerleader as the, as the girlfriend, mm-hmm. but they were shoving you in lockers and oh. everyone was was afraid of them. The article below this headline talks about these folks uh, in the first sentence. It, it says that they peaked in high school. Like that was their world. It's the perfect summary for this group, right? It was, it was. And like I, I can think of three or four folks who... That was their that was their thing. High school was their thing. They're still living in their hometown. They're talking about the glory days every weekend, mm-hmm. about the big game that passed though, about <laughs> the field party after prom. <laughs> they loved it. They needed it, and they still need it, which is a little a little sad. It's a little sad. So the next headline reads: "You were a geek, but a charming one." And the the two sort of subcategories below that headline are low status, high likability, which I have to admit, I fall into that category. I fall into the category of low status, high likability in that I didn't care that people knew who I was. (laughs) I didn't care that they knew my name. But at the same time, if I needed a certain uh, influence group or whatever to like me, I could figure out how to turn that hose on Mm. and, and infiltrate that sort of group and then get what I needed I was a wily minx in high school. <laughs> You're over there doing backflips. I was. I You're know flipping karate. In, flipping in and out of relationships, getting uh, what you needed. I was doing just the things that I needed for people to be like, oh, wow, he's cool. And then like in and out, in and out. Now, was that is that low status or would that be high status, high likability? It was low status in that like I played in a band, but I didn't care that the other kids in the school liked who we so were. So it's just... Just because you didn't care about your status, it made you low status. Low That's status what you're and high likability in that, like any any group in school, popular kids, the goth, you kids, could mesh drama, chess club, whatever. You could, mesh I with could, them. yep, I could be thrown in and instantly connect with said group. Okay, okay. Um, sure. <clears throat> the third headline reads: You could hang out with anybody. And everyone liked you. And the two subcategories here are high status, high likability. Okay. Are you are you resonating with anything? I, I would so say far? this is this is more similar with me. I wouldn't say okay. that I was the top of the food chain when it came to, when it came to popularity. Right. But I was high enough that, you know, I didn't feel uncomfortable just meshing with any group of people. I remember oh, I you was picked and chose to I was I picketed and chose it. <laughs> um, I remember I was in a drafting class, and I was so I was doing all the fancy okay. architecture drawings. Yeah, and I don't know how we got we got seated next to each other, but I was sit I sat next to this, this literally I sat next to a goth kid who wore jinkos, and uh, it was one of these classes where the teacher did not give a single shit what we did. <laughs> he just literally said, here's your drawing for the day. Oh, no. And you you draw this and, and you know, we had our little T-square oh, of yeah. like, you know, dra- actually doing the straight line stuff. And he taught us just enough that we could actually do basic, basic drafting drawings of different things. And we would just recreate that and that would be our assignment for the day. Huh. And so we could go in. We but could, still paper and pencil. Paper, pencil, and then like okay. a T square connected to the, like the, yeah. the table. Oh yeah. And uh, and so you know you could adjust it with the angles and you would follow the directions and in uh, very simple. And you did, but you also didn't need to talk to anybody. There's no instructions. So he said, as you can bring in your Walkmans, your Discmans, <laughs> your iPods, whatever. And uh, and your Blockbuster so- video cards. <laughs> 
So uh, this kid and I, we we ended up just sharing a ton of music. That was our our huge uh, bond. Was like he started sharing all of this like emo punk like Eve music. Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> And so we started, we start. we literally started, it became like this weird little bromance over music. We started making like, like, like burning CDs for each other about music oh, to listen damn. to. Yeah. And then we just like share you guys CDs. Date? Just like a few months. Yeah, it wasn't awesome. anything serious. Special. It was just like a little special. It was fine. It was fine. Um, <laughs> I'm not actually kind of jealous. I'm kind of jealous it was that great. you had that. It was great. And like, but these were, he was, it was nothing like. At that time, I, I came from a good Christian family with a, from a good Christian home, and CD and, burning and all of my friends were were very white and very normal, and we we loved the Lord, and so <laughs> we didn't like you do. I didn't have any fun goth friends, but at the same time, it was just another person who I could meld with, and I and I could literally just chameleon myself into any friend group, and we found things we could bond over, and we just like had this great time drawing. A-frame houses together. <laughs> so you were you were hard high status high likability with a slant to low status high likability. I could easily <laughs> find that little rabbit trail down, like down. That yeah. sounds like I'm just shitting on people. I could I could I could just meld with any group. It was right. fine. But you could run for class president and you'd probably get picked. Whereas I could run and people would be like, "Who are you again?" <laughs> I might be able to. I don't. I didn't have the self esteem to do it. Though. Okay, but right, I'm so, just saying. I'm just saying if 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 the situation presented itself right. and someone said, "Jordan, you should run," you you would actually give the the lead candidate a run for his or her money. Yes. Whereas me, that. it'd be like, "Can you just draw me a picture?" Because you're the guy who draws pictures, right? <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I can draw a picture." <laughs> okay, cool. Draw me a picture. That was that was the only difference because we don't talk about actual personal feelings about oneself in this article. We talk about right status and likability. We don't talk about right. one's own self esteem, which is, plays a another huge com- right. it's another huge component <laughs> because even though I would look back and think, yeah, I had relatively high status, I had high likability, I didn't have the self esteem to take advantage of both of those things. If I did, if I had that trio, that's a whole different combination mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but i i had i'd probably low relatively low self-esteem that i didn't take advantage of that so so uh, according to this article this this particular individual who had high status high likability uh is more likely to have a quote solid foundation for their adult life end quote H- how do you how are you feeling about about this i think i would agree with that yeah I wouldn't say I figured it out, but I think I have a healthy perspective okay. about my life and the things that I'm pursuing <laughs> compared to most people. Okay. Okay. Compared to when I look at where my other friends are, you know, via social media when they're doing their engineering jobs that they had figured out at 16, that if I wanted to do what I wanted to do when I was 16, I would hate myself. <laughs> now, I don't, I don't even remember what that was. I know I didn't have it figured out, but yeah. I think that was a big issue is like, because I didn't have it figured out, now I'm I'm totally okay with that now, but comparing to my friends who had their entire lives figured out, they had their five year, 10 year plans. That sounds terrible to me now, but then it gave me such anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. So so for my tier, I'm gonna back up just a second. The article says, uh, in fact, these charming geeks- Now this is low status, high likability. This is low status, high likability. These geeks, have a good chance of achieving success as adults because the same high intelligence that got them shunned as adolescents 
becomes rewarded in a collegiate and then professional setting. So were you a dungeon master then or was that later? I've always been a dungeon master, baby. <laughs> uh, and their likability makes people want to help them. Not not their likability wants to assist themselves in succeeding. No, it's, their likability it's people's wants- charity. <laughs> That lifts you up, that drags you along to success. Which is why I need my wife through and through. That's so funny. I just commented. I need her. I just commented. We just got back from LA, humble brag, um, from a trip. And a woman tried to scam me. We're on Santa Monica Pier. And she tried to put this bracelet on my wrist. And she was like, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. And I was like, oh, it's okay. That's fine. And then Hannah being the the smart intelligent person she's like no she's trying to sell you something give it back to her you don't want to give her money and then she just she rips it off my wrist and she goes no and she shoves it back in the woman's face and she pulls me along like she's my mother to walk along santa monica beer away from the woman who doesn't speak english who's trying to sell something to me i think i'd be dead if i wasn't married to this woman she has she's so and so much smarter than me. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah, and I'm in the same boat. <laughs> like Sarah is always just like, yeah, no, this, and I'm like, oh, oh, that is the right choice. You're Good, right. Good. You're absolutely. Right. Why are we dumb dreamers <laughs> who want to do things that we want to do? Because our wives are so much smarter than us. Gosh, that's the only reason. So that's the thing. If you're if you're a nerd with high likability, just find a wife <laughs> who isn't a dummy. <laughs> And you'll be fine. And then you'll be good to go. Um, all right. And so the last tier uh, in this in said article is low status, low likability. And the Oof. headline reads, you're a reject and school was rough, which I, I like. This, to, this is like, an interesting category. But okay. So before, before we jump into it, I sure. like to believe that Jordan and myself are hashtag blessed with a, a fair amount of empathy. That's fair. And you know, which is why I said fair amount. Fair. Uh, fair. <laughs> with an E and without an E. Fair and fair. Fairer. <laughs> and I like, I feel like I connected more with this sort of demographic than any of the other three listed. Even if, if the individuals within this, this list of categories that were more like myself the the rejects and the people who had the low status and low likability for some reason i was always drawn to like a magnet mm. and i don't know if it's because my parents were smart enough to embed empathy into me yeah i i know i know that if there's one thing that i want my girls to when they hit 18 and move out and go off and live their lives whatever that is i i want them to be able to 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 just i want that empathy embedded into them like if if they make shitty decisions if they go off and they do all kinds of ridiculous things like if they can be empathetic towards other human beings i feel like i've won it's the one thing that transcends (laughs) all of these categories it does even if you're if you're popular if you have that empathy you it means you are high status high likability if you're the low level, you're a nerd. No one cares about the things you care about, but you're likable. It means you can you can relate to people. Right. You're not completely oblivious to everyone else around you who are out of your nerd culture. Yeah. It, it's something that connects you to people, even if in every other thing you're interested in, you're not connected with them in that way. Right. 
you can connect them with on an empathetic level. And I don't know. We need more of that. <laughs> we need more of that empathy. Totally. Like it just it just needs to be poured on, especially right now. February eighteenth at eleven fifty seven PM twenty nineteen. Like that just needs to be poured on right now. Like the amount of empathy that people have is so low. I think if if that level just rose a little bit, I, we would just be better for it. Yeah. <sighs> Soapbox kicked aside. Popularity <laughs> is the topic tonight. What are we doing? So that was the uh, <laughs> that was news time, which I feel like every little bit that we've talked about tonight has delved just a hair deeper than we normally do, which is what happens when we take a week off. We can't- we have so much to catch up on. <laughs> Just personally. We and it bleeds into the podcast. We just can't. We just can't take a week <laughs> off or else we get a, a doubly long episode. It always happens. <laughs> All so, right. Yeah. So popularity. Was it better as a kid? Mm. Is it better now as adults? Because God knows we're, we're still dealing with it. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna go first. This is <laughs> this is Felix uh, AC Slater. Um, th- that's a fantastic nickname. That's great. That's a yeah. I'm impressed. Maybe headstone worthy, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Here lies Felix AC Slater, quote unquote, sup preppy. No one understands it except for me. 1983 hyphen, and then... And I walk by your gravestone, yeah. and I just lay down a dozen roses and say, <laughs> sup, preppy? Except that doesn't make sense because you're not Zach Morris. No. <laughs> um, of course I'm Zach Morris. Look at me. <laughs> My hair is not curly enough to be AC's later. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, Felix Lopez. Um I'm going to have to go with uh, popularity is better now as an adult. Tell me why. Because I think as a kid, I didn't quite understand the rules enough. I didn't understand that that wasn't that wasn't the final round of the game that I was playing. Hmm. Whereas a lot of kids in high school, unfortunately, see that as the only game that's being played. And so they have to put all their cards in and win high school. Right. And then when high school's done and they graduate and they go into the real world, they realize, oh, I I bought all those properties and I don't have any more money left. And now I got I've got nothing. Whereas folks like you and me, we realize like this is a through point. This is the mm-hmm. through point for us. Like this is important. We need to do well here on some level. Because otherwise, the gatekeepers won't let us through. So we do what we can to get through, to get by, maybe with some accolades. Great. Thumbs up. On your way. Here's a cap. Here's a gown. Here's a piece of paper. Whatever. Go on and do what you need to do. Sure. Um, and then once that once that's done, once those gatekeepers' boxes are checked, I think the popularity begins for real there finding a spouse finding a partner finding work finding a friend group finding a support group like Mm. all of those things still involve those levels of popularity of like hey i i kind of i kind of need you guys and as much as we want to say like i i just need them because they love me for who i am and i love them for who i am there's still that initial layer of like 
hey, do you guys like me? <laughs> do, you, do I like you? Right. And there's that, that sort of smokescreen of popularity that starts there. And then once you delve past that, you realize like, okay, you guys are actually good people. Mm. And then you can you can start to actually formulate those relationships, which is why I think popularity is more important now because you you start there and you realize, oh, that's not important. Right. <laughs> I usually try this big windup, but I, I I completely agree with you. I think it is better now for a multitude of reasons. I think as an adult, we start to realize that popularity is not a zero-sum game anymore. Mm. Whereas in high school, you think you're grabbing, grabbing. It's a, it's a, it's a, you're just, it's a, what is it? What am I looking for? Land. Land grab. Wow. It's a you, land grab. You went from zero sum game to land, land grab to grabbing land. Grabbing what's, it what's the word? <laughs> what's it called? Land grab. No, that's not right. That can't be it. Oregon Trail. So, in high school, it's it's basically a land grab. It's it, when it comes to popularity, right. you, everyone else can go die in a fire. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be the most popular kid in school. Whatever it takes, right? Uh, and. But as you get older, you realize that popularity doesn't, I mean, well, for some people, I guess not for everyone, but at least I've come to realize popularity doesn't matter as long as you're not sharing it with someone. And right. th that's the great thing about a lot of healthy social online communities mm -hmm. is that people are trying to lift each other up with them. Right. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, it's you You might get some some accolades. You might get those likes. You might get some nice comments from people that you don't know and you won't ever know. Right. Or you can build a community of people who are all growing with you right. and developing their own skills and talents and becoming more popular. And that, and that becomes, it becomes this community that you all get to enjoy together. Mm -hmm. And otherwise it's like, what, what, what's the point? What and are that, we doing? And that's what makes high school so isolating, no matter whether you're the guy with high status, high likability, or a low status with low likability, you're still feeling alone. So, so popularity. Uh, you know, if anyone, uh, if anyone listening wants to go uh, smoke a cigarette with me in the boys' bathroom, hit us up on it, Wigupon. <laughs> but if I catch you guys, <laughs> I'm gonna make you smoke that whole pack. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like what we're doing here, do us a huge favor and leave us a positive review because it really helps the podcast out. And if you don't like what we're doing here, you know, leave us a positive review and we'll know it's sarcastic and we'll take that to heart and we'll feel really bad about it. So either way, you're, you're doing us a favor. I, I will feel really bad about it. I will too.